where every week, your host, Chris Schneider, brings you information, strategies, and news on the bar industry, giving you the competitive edge you need to start working on your bar rather than in your bar. Welcome to a special episode of the Bar Business Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about employee management, and we're going to be doing that through the new audiobook for how to make top shelf profits in the bar business. This audiobook's still in production, but we should have it out in the next week or two. If you listen to the podcast yesterday, you probably heard me tease that. But what I wanted to do was give you guys a little bit of the content from the book, just to allow you to understand the book a little bit better, to hear the audiobook a little bit, and how awesome my narrator, Mark, is. He did a fantastic job on this, I do have to say. He really, uh, his audio quality makes my podcast not look so great. But we're going to play three chapters of the book for you. And just so you know a little bit about the book, How to Make Top Shelf Profits in the Bar Business, it's really meant to be digestible. So I've divided the book up into 75 lessons or chapters. And each chapter is short. In the audiobook version, we're talking four, five, six, eight minutes long. I think the longest may be 10 minutes. These are short, easy to digest chapters that are quick read and really dive into a topic, cover it quickly and get out. All trying to give you guys great information. If you've enjoyed what you've heard on the podcast, if you enjoy the chapters that Mark is about to read for us, head over to Amazon. Link is in the show notes. You can currently pick up the Kindle version, the paperback, or the hardcover. Also, it is available through Kindle Unlimited. So if you have a subscription there, you can just start reading right away. And that's included with your Kindle Unlimited subscription. And as I mentioned, if you really like the audio book format, if you like Mark's voice, which I do, that should be published hopefully in the next couple of weeks. We're just kind of wrapping up on the production of it right now. Yeah, for you today are three lessons all about employee management. Lesson 52, pay a fair wage. Lesson 53, always maintain equal standards. And lesson 54, firing people sucks. Lesson 52, pay a fair wage. Many owners and operators in the hospitality industry undervalue their employees and then complain how hard it is to keep good employees. The better your employees are treated, the more loyalty they have, and the longer and harder they will work for you. One key to differentiating your establishment from the competition is to pay a decent and fair wage to your employees. What constitutes a fair wage will vary from place to place and is largely based on what comparable jobs pay and the cost of living for the area. $12 an hour will go a lot further in rural Kentucky than in Southern California. How do you figure out what a reasonable wage is to pay your employees? At least pay more than McDonald's. Country clubs work differently than most of the hospitality industry in that the employees rely on a high hourly wage as opposed to tips. When I was briefly food and beverage director for a club, we were paying our servers a starting salary of $12 per hour. The McDonald's down the street was paying $11 per hour. While it seemed obvious to me, the general manager didn't seem to understand why we couldn't hire fine dining-level servers and bartenders when we were literally paying a dollar per hour more than McDonald's. You get what you pay for. Now, Outside of kitchen labor, everyone in front of house in a normal bar is paid hourly plus tips. There are a few important implications of this. The first is that, in most states, 
tipped employees can be paid less than the minimum wage, with tips being used to bridge the gap between their pay and the minimum wage. As of the writing of this book, the federal minimum wage is $7.25 an hour, with a tipped minimum wage of $2.13 per hour. So servers and bartenders can be paid just $2.13 per hour, and as long as their tips are equal to or greater than $5.12 per hour, for a total of $7.25 per hour, the employer owes no additional pay to the employee. If the employee's tips are less than $5.12 per hour, averaged over the entire pay period, the business would be responsible for makeup pay to $7.25 per hour, average for the pay period. What makes a fair wage? In my market, every bar paid $2.13 per hour for waitstaff, and most paid that or maybe $3 for bartenders. I paid $3 starting for waitstaff, then gave raises up to about $5 per hour, and started bartenders at $4 per hour, and gave raises up to about $6 per hour. While this is not a large amount over the minimum, it was significant in that most of my servers or bartenders made an hourly rate of between 150 and 200% higher than they would have somewhere else, and that helped in attracting and hiring better employees and in retaining them. I also gave out annual Christmas bonuses to everyone on staff, which helped to accomplish the same thing and was not common in our market. Part of paying a fair wage is making sure you give your employees the opportunity to make good tips. Most of my employees cleared $20 per hour on a good night and on a really busy night could pull upwards of $40 an hour. Part of this was I didn't follow the structure of most corporate restaurants where you have so many servers on the floor that everyone gets three or four tables and never has the chance to make any real money. While fine dining requires highly personal and attentive servers, cocktail service is less time-consuming, so a skilled server can take a lot more tables. I only hire people who were capable of handling high volume well and were efficient at their job. In other words, they were able to take more tables and earn more money. My best server was in her 60s, needed multiples joints replaced, and could handle 10 to 15 tables by herself. She hustled, and that paid off in being able to sell upwards of $2,000 on most Friday nights. If she had four tables instead of 15, she would have only sold 400 to $500 and wouldn't have kept working for me for long. Hiring people who can handle high volume and stress, then making them do it, ensures your employees earn the money they need to. You can really stretch servers if you're in a cocktail-heavy environment, but if you are in a heavy food service time of day, you should really restrict your servers to about 20 customers max each to ensure that your guests receive the best service possible. When it comes to management, you are probably going to have them on as salaried employees, and they probably will not be employees who receive tips, except on the odd occasion that they have to fill in on a shift that someone called off. One way to decrease the fixed salary 
and make your manager's income a bit more variable with the conditions of your bar is to give them a significant bonus based on your net income. That is the money left over after all expenses have been paid, but before fees like taxes and interest on loans are paid. In that way, your managers are actively rewarded on a quarterly basis for how well they control your costs. They share your goal of making the bar as profitable as possible, since the more money the bar makes, the more money they make. With my bars, I gave away 15% of my net income. I had two managers. My general manager received 9%, and my assistant general manager received 6%. Frequently, this bonus made up a significant portion of their overall compensation and made sure all our priorities were aligned. Bottom line is that you need to pay your employees better than the market to keep and retain the best talent, and then you need to set them up in a situation where they are able to earn the most tips. The more your employees make, the happier they are, the better service they give your guests, and in turn, the more you make. Paying employees a fair wage is an investment that you always earn back in the long run. Lesson 53. Always maintain equal standards. When it comes to managing employees, one of the easiest mistakes you can make is to not treat all employees equally. As owners, we have a tendency to make excuses for employees who are underperforming that we personally like, and a tendency to give more leeway to our key employees than we do everyone else. I've definitely been guilty of favoritism more than a few times over the years. However, you have to work every day to avoid this situation. Just like with guests and having rules for your establishment and what you do and do not allow, you will have more and more important rules for your employees. This can be anything from dress code to rules against tardiness or rules regarding behavior. You must not only have rules and standard operating procedures in place to ensure an optimal guest experience, but you have to enforce the rules and regs equally or as close to it as possible. Failing to enforce rules equally among your staff will lead to a few different issues. You will lose the respect of whatever part of the staff thinks that they are getting the raw end of the deal. They will feel like you are not being fair and that will cause them to question how hard they want to work and how much they care about the job. Such behavior can also make you seem like you are playing favorites. This is one of the worst things that can happen. There is no way to appear as an equal arbiter when issues between employees arise if you are seen to prefer certain employees over others by giving them better shifts, ignoring if they violate policies, or just treating them in a favorable manner. Additionally, you could run into legal issues and wrongful termination suits if you fire someone for something and then do not equally enforce rules and fire someone else for the exact same thing. Sometimes I wouldn't enforce rules equally, and here's why. I had an employee that I knew was trying their best and had the interest of the establishment at the top of their mind. For instance, I have had employees who didn't have as much upfront training or had a difficult personal situation that sometimes got in the way of their work. 
One employee in particular, who was a single mother, had an abusive boyfriend. Once, she failed to call in and did not show for a shift, which in my book caused for immediate termination. Turned out, her boyfriend had given her two big black eyes, and she didn't want to come to work with them and was too embarrassed to let us know what had happened. I later found out exactly what had happened and worked with her, giving her a bit of leeway on the rules to try to help her get into a better personal situation. Generally, in situations like this, your other employees will know what's going on, and rather than being viewed that you relax the rules for someone in an unfair way, they will see it as being caring and understand. Obviously, if someone takes advantage of your good nature and continues to have problems, you have to go a different direction and find a new employee. But giving some leeway and helping people out when they need it is always the right thing to do. Bottom line, if you want to be respected and have employees who work hard and do what you need them to do, you have to equally enforce your rules and standard operating procedures. The more you operate in a way that relies on equal enforcement, the more respect you will get from your employees and the better your guest experience will be. Lesson 54. Firing people sucks. Firing employees is about the worst thing you will ever have to do in any business. Once you realize an employee needs to be fired, do it quickly. Many business owners try to postpone or prolong firing someone because it is such a difficult and often heartbreaking task. Allowing someone you know is an ongoing problem to pollute your business doesn't help anyone and can actually bring down the morale of your other employees, especially when they know that the person who should be fired is either breaking the rules or stealing. When you own a business, you cannot hide from the difficult situations. You have to face them head on. Many employees in the hospitality industry steal. Sometimes it is by actually stealing money or credit card fraud. But much more frequently, they do small things like overpouring or not charging for drinks. Even those small actions of theft can greatly reduce your bottom line over time. And if your employees see one bartender giving away the house, they will think that they can too. Any and all theft must be dealt with quickly. It can be worth waiting until you have absolute proof, but speed is important. There is no reason to allow an employee to steal from your bar and impact your money and livelihood while they get rich off you not wanting to fire them. When it comes to firing employees, you need all your ducks in a row. Proper paperwork is important to avoid having to unnecessarily pay unemployment and to avoid any potential for wrongful termination lawsuits. Many states require proof that an employee was fired with cause, even in fire-at-will states, in order for that employee to be able to receive unemployment benefits. The easiest way to ensure proper documentation is to work on a three-strikes-you're-out system of two warnings and then termination. As long as everything is clearly documented, you can establish that you fired the employee for cause. 
State laws vary, so get familiar with your state's employment laws and what it takes to be able to legally fire someone. Normally, your payroll company or accountant can help you with the requirements to legally fire someone in your state. States such as California and Massachusetts have much stricter requirements than states like Alabama or Texas. How do you actually fire someone? The younger generation seems to hate conflict and prefers to handle difficult situations via email or text. This is absolutely the wrong way to fire. It makes you look like a coward, and you will lose the respect of both the employee you are firing and your other employees. Always fire someone face-to-face in a private conversation, though it is highly advisable to have another supervisory employee there as a witness. This also gives you the opportunity to have the employee sign, or refuse to sign, their termination paperwork, helping you to establish a workable paper trail if you need to fight unemployment or wrongful termination. That situation aside, it's important to show you have some balls and actually fire people in an in-person conversation. What you say is also important, so it may be worthwhile to get some information from your attorney or an HR consultant about specific words to avoid based on state laws. But here are some general guidelines I think work everywhere. Most of the employees I have ever fired I actually liked. As people, they were nice. I enjoyed talking to them and saw some potential in them. That is why they were working for me in the first place. The familiarity also made it a bit harder to fire them. One line I used a lot and that actually helped keep the situation calm was this. This is business. As a person, I think you're great. But business is business, and because of XYZ reason, you are impacting our business in a negative way. I just cannot allow that to continue and to negatively affect the rest of the team. This dialogue allowed me to acknowledge the cold realities of the situation, that business is business, and that certain standards must be kept in place for the business to flourish while not making their personality the root cause of the termination. I really hope you enjoyed that preview of the audio book and some chapters out of the middle there of the book itself. If you want to read more, the book, as I mentioned, is available on Amazon in Kindle, Kindle Unlimited, paperback and hardcover. And again, that link is in the show notes. The audiobook should be available in the next couple of weeks. Of course, I will tell you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. And next week, for our normal podcast episode, we will cover part two of Marketing Your Bar and dive into social media, internet marketing, all of that fun stuff. I'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Bar Business Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Check out our website at barbusinesspodcast.com and join our Bar Business Nation Facebook group for more strategies and tips.